This is Nick Diamond, and my game of the week is not RimWorld. Uh, what? Oh, don't you. I, I had to come over there. My, my name is Jason McMaster, and uh, my game of the week is not Kingdom Death, you jerk. It's called, <laughs> it's, first of all, say the full name. It's called Kingdom Death Monster. Uh, you knew what I meant. How many Kingdom Deaths do you have? <laughs> I, you know, I think, is it, isn't it a whole line? Like, it's like Kingdom Death is the whole, it's like that's his that's, D&D campaign. Monster is the name of the board game. Master, I know all about this. I'll be giving you some lore lessons later on. Ooh. Uh, Thank Jesus. I've been waiting for those. <laughs> but that's board gaming. We're going to talk video games. And I just want to say real quick, it's... You know, it's been two weeks since we recorded. Good Lord, so much has happened in those two weeks. What's with all these, like, good games that are coming out? It's crazy. It's, it's a bit outrageous. I, I don't yeah, – I have a hard time picking what to play. Yeah, yeah, I know, exactly. And it's supposed to be a slow time of year. So my whole deal with Pinball FX Jurassic World not being my game of the week, it's because there's, a, there's one table. It's a pack of three tables called the, I don't know, Jurassic – pack, whatever. Uh, and it comes with three pinball tables for Pinball FX3. Uh, two, one of them's a Jurassic Park theme, one of them's a Jurassic World theme, whatever, they're fine. But the really cool one has nothing to do with the movies. It's called, uh, uh, I think, just Pinball Jurassic Mayhem or something like that. And there's no movie nonsense. You don't have like Richard Attenborough or those annoying teenagers from Jurassic World or Jeff Goldblum doing sound bites. Instead, D- dinosaurs are loose, and they're like fucking, or they're screwing up the park. They're messing things up. <laughs> they're, they're, they're breaking things, and you have to stop them. And you, so you basically like fight a Stegosaurus, and you fight a T Rex, and and a helicopter crashes, and things are going wrong. And it's great. I love that pinball table. So uh, that's why Jurassic World is not my uh, game of the week. Uh, McMaster, oh no, yours was a board game. So we're gonna ask uh, Nick, what's the hate uh, against RimWorld? Is it because you're playing? Metal Gear Survive? Uh, actually, it's because I'm playing a ton of other games. Like I, like you guys said, it's mm-hmm. nuts right now that this is supposed to be the downtime for gaming. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Fortunately, we've got another what, three weeks until Far Cry 5. So at least Ubisoft is having the presence uh, of mind to, to give us a little weeks. space. Four weeks? Okay, yeah, however long. I think long. it's the 28th, right? I get, yeah, I, you know what? Don't don't bother me with your math, McMaster. What you consider <laughs> knowing what day it is math now? <laughs> yeah, good math. Uh, I did look at my little calendar because the games I really care about, I'll I'll put the release date down in my you know Google Calendar thing with my doctor's appointments and bills and all that stuff. So I looked at it today. I was like, whoa, the crew too is out in two weeks. Sweet. And oh. I went to confirm that, and they're like, nope. Uh, later, like I think. Third quarter 2018 or something like that. Yeah. Turns out no one cares. 
<laughs> for Tom. <laughs> right. That, good. I'll have the server all to myself. Sweet. Uh, the, yeah, that's what you want on a multiplayer game. The server all to yourself. <laughs> yeah, especially a racing game. Yeah, look at me going around the track. I'm in first place. <laughs> Forever in first place, Tom Jack. All right, so Nick, what is uh, what's taking up your time these days? Uh, well, recently it's Ion Maiden. Oh well, no, that's not a thing. That's not... <laughs> yes, that is a thing. Ion Maiden is one of the characters in Metal Gear Solid Three. <laughs> charging Ion Maiden, blushing, charging Ion Maiden. Uh, I love when this happens because it so rarely happens. But Nick, I have no freaking idea what Ion Maiden is. Oh, I. No? Um, you would not be alone because it basically came out yesterday as a surprise for most people. I love surprises. Yeah, go on. Okay, so it is uh, uh, a retro 3D realms shooter made with the build engine primarily from guys that worked at Interceptor Entertainment and a little place called Void Point. Yeah, nothing you said made me care. I know. <laughs> so it's an old it's an old it's a it's an ugly shooter. That that's what I'm that's what I'm taking from everything you just said. Cor- correct. Yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, it so it's one of those things where uh and oh, by the way, I need to drop this into oh. your lap as well. The main character, of course, is not Duke Nukem because that is in dispute with Gearbox. Right. So the main character is Bombshell, the Pew. terrible, terrible female version of Duke that they made for the game Bombshell that came out, I don't know, 2016. God, I don't know. I don't even know what that. Okay, that's again, that's news to me. So there's, it's Duke Nukem with a chick, and and a retro engine. That's what's going on. Yeah. So they've they've added a few things to the engine, like permanent mouse look. Um, it uses. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. When that's a bullet point these days. Come on, permanent mouse. Yeah. <laughs> mouse look. Woohoo! There's a there's a FOV slider. Will it support there's... my 3DFX card? Yes, it will. <laughs> It actually runs on OpenGL. Um, oh, are you are you joking? No, no I am not right, joking. Right, right, I am not joking. And All then, right. but here's the twist: if you can imagine. All the crazy things that modders wanted to do way back when the build engine was hot. But now you have like 500 times the computing power available to everyone. So the level design is insane. I can't like give me an example. The only thing I would want is, is there a place where I can fight 500 zombies at once? Uh, I don't know about 500 zombies, but there's like a, a there's like an exploding city street that you're like you're fighting during a collapsing subway event. Okay. There's like an interior of a crazy office building with like an underwater pipe shaft. Like there's so much craziness going on in this, and it is it, it, for anyone that wanted that that kind of bought into like the games like Strafe. Um. And uh, the the Pain Diver, and there were a couple of others, like these Unity-built retro shooters that had come out. You know, hey, we promised to be totally old school, and then they weren't. This is actually old school. 
Wait, are you hating on strafe? Because I, w- I would come to its defense. But but fair enough. Uh, here here's your here's the problem, Nick. You're now talking about a game. It's I just looked it up. It's early access. It's not even out yet. Yeah, but it's like the, so thematically, what they've done is it's almost like you stuck the first two floppy disks in for <laughs> Shareware Doom. All right. Like it like it's presented as that first chunk shareware set of levels. Like it's even got like the closing screen where it's like, ah, go ahead and buy the full game. Even though obviously you've already paid for it. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, they've actually done a really decent job of like kind of snatching up that 1990s aesthetic, but, but really adding a lot to it so that, you know, it feels like, uh, yeah, this is this is the game I always imagined if I had a supercomputer back in the day. McMaster, how did you know about it? Um, the quarter to three thread of it. Oh, I should. Is it called Ion? Uh, yeah, I'm not sure I would ever click on or care about something called Ion Maiden without knowing more about it. Well, <laughs> I, oh, I had to know. I mean, anyway, Nick posted it, so I usually look at stuff about people that I like post. So, oh. I didn't mean you. I mean, I meant other people. <laughs> All right, so uh, Ion Maiden. Uh, I guess now I I feel like I need to try it. Okay. Do do you hate do you, are you do you not like Strafe? I I thought Strafe was interesting, but their promise of being you know that retro old school feel like I didn't feel it. Have you played it since they've added in like the better game modes and stuff? When it came out, it looked like it was kind of just a tech demo that felt a little, uh, a little light, a little yeah. Spartan. Uh, yeah. But I, you know, they've they've. Uh, I, I like Strafe a lot. They've got new modes in it and stuff. So if I like Strafe, this makes me think I would also be able to appreciate Iron Maiden. So okay, good. Nope, nope. Wait, what do you mean no? Nope? That, that game's not for you, Tom. Iron Maiden isn't for me. Nope. Oh not man. For you. Well, let me then bring up a game that's not for you, McMaster, that I've spent way too much time with. Oh, jeez. Uh, so Here we go. Still, wait, where, you don't even know what I'm going to say. Guess what I'm going to say. It Bad doesn't matter. Survive. It's either – no, no, no. He can't. He's not going to start talking jive about Metal Gear Survive. We'll put it that way. Uh, now, now uh, I would say uh, Kingdom Death or Stellaris. You only said Stellaris because I started to say it, and you heard st. You heard no, me say st. Because every time I mention it, even though I've had the game forever, you tell me it's a game I shouldn't have. <laughs> well, not that you shouldn't have it. You're allowed to have it. It's just not for you. Oh, oh okay. Okay, my bad. So they, they recently – Paradox just has this thing where you know, they overhauled these major <laughs> gameplay systems in it for – I mean I guess they've been doing this. But it's, like the, it's called Stellaris 2.0, and it's probably the second or maybe third major overhaul of significant gameplay systems. Uh, and so when they do that, when they do these revamps, because I really didn't care for it when it first came out, but it's the kind of game that I like. I'm their target audience. So when they revamp it and they do, hey, we're changing this and that, and it's now better and new and improved, I feel the need to jump back in and check it out. So I've spent way too much time doing that, waiting for it to get good as I'm playing it, to, for it to, to, to for these changes to kick in. and uh, But this 2.0, it seems like and keep in mind that I haven't played it much since the initial release, but it seems like their whole goal in 2.0 is to make the game even more uneventful. Nice. 
Yeah, because it it's really uh, they make it much more difficult to spread out. Uh, you expand more slowly. They're making you spend more to grab a new star system to expand your border. So I think what they're thinking is we're going to make the early game more interesting by making it harder to grab a new star system so that when you do grab a new star system, it's super exciting. Uh, but there, I mean, I, it just gives me like more minerals and energy. And maybe if I'm lucky, one of my science ships will get a little like one panel random event that might put a few points okay. into one of my schools of research. Like I just, I, the, the problem with Stellaris is that early exploration, I've seen it, I've done it. I understand what they're doing. I can understand the appeal of it, but there's nothing new or exciting for me there. And what's left is super blobby combat, although they've broken the blobs up a little bit. Uh, there's the, 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 the different aliens have zero flavor unless you add it yourself which fortunately I did a long time ago. So I was playing and coming up against, you know, Muslims and Miriam Godwinson and the, the Legolas faction and all this stuff that I made up because oh, Paradox couldn't be bothered to do it for me. Um, but then yep. there's, there's no meaningful interaction with these other species unless you're like fighting them. There's no meaningful action with your own populations. It's kind of a... Under, like I, I've been playing the uh, slave-owning faction, so you can kind of boss the people around, and you make people slaves, and you have them work in the mines, and I guess that's some interaction. But I, I just feel like it's not my job to, to, to add excitement and flavor and character to their game, and that's what I still need to do. And furthermore, since they I, – I mean this is I guess maybe less than a week old, they're now – revising yeah. one of the systems well, that they revised. It's like they have no idea what they're doing or they didn't test it. <laughs> it's like they constantly have to overhaul their own overhauls. I um I did enjoy that announcement, but uh, <laughs> uh the, 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 what, what I want to ask you about though is like what about the expansion? Now, I mean there cuz there is a difference between 2.0 and the expansion that came out. Right. Their expansions and this is how they do their their uh their DLC for most of their games uh is they will release some kind of overhaul or or system revision in a patch and then they'll the that will coordinate with the release of DLC that just adds a few extra things uh so that it kind of feels like the DLC is a bigger deal than it is. Uh because if I don't buy I think it's called Apocalypse. If I don't buy Apocalypse uh, I think all I'm missing out on is some endgame stuff, and maybe uh, – yeah, I'm not even sure what Pretty is specific. cool endgame stuff. <laughs> what what like, is it? Uh, Planet-destroying weapons. Oh, oh no, right, right, right. Like yeah. Yeah, but yeah, what, beyond that, like that's their big thing is, yeah, you can make a planet cracker or whatever it's called. You can also like close planets off, like seal them, you know, do all sorts of crazy crap. Uh, the, the giant ships, the uh, – titans or whatever they right, are right yeah those i don't know yeah, that was pretty cool to me. i mean i guess the end game did need some some more stuff in it because it was previously you you had to count on getting there were these end game events like these kind of scripted apocalypses that would kick in and depending right. on which one of those you rolled up you could just have a completely dull you know slog to whatever end came about uh but i guess yeah now that you can do I mean, they had ring worlds in there, didn't they? But now that you can do all these, I think they're called mega structures. They've added more stuff there. Uh, so yeah, I guess you know. But I didn't. I didn't get to be fair. I didn't get to that. I mean, I've spent hours getting through the early game and the mid game. 
Uh, and after all that time, I come away thinking, well, I, you know, I should have just played Galactic Civilizations three or or Endless Space two. Uh, or there's a there's a sadly overlooked and underappreciated uh, science fiction four X game called Star Ruler two that I love. So all this time checking out, hey, how far has Paradox come with Stellaris? I you know I just wished I'd played something else, and that's not generally the reaction you want when when a company does a major overhaul of their game systems. Um, no, I mean, the, the new, uh, uh, there were a couple other little things in the expansion, like, uh, the, uh, the, the Marauders, the pirate thing. Yeah, uh, yeah, big old, yeah, you know, that's, that's a fixture of a lot of Forex games, but, uh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, that, and that's, you can hire, this is in, you know, Sins of a Cellar Empire, you can hire the Marauders to go fight another faction. And that was kind of cool, I mean, seeing a big blob that's not, that I didn't have to, build go attack someone or even when it attacks me um they also add these little like they're kind of like the city states in civilization five and six they add these little factions that uh there's like an artistic faction and a science faction and you can find them they're basically resource sinks where you can buy stuff uh you know you, you spend energy to get uh, a tech boost from the science faction uh, right. but again this is sort of you have to be invested in this idea that I spent a thousand energy. Now I've got plus ten percent research for you know ten years. If that sort of incremental thing is cool for you, and that's what Paradox banks on, that's kind of how their their games tend to work. Yeah, I guess it might be exciting stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I don't know. It just seems like it's not that bad of an expansion. But I, yeah, I haven't really spent that much time with it yet. I know you. Well, have that's because it's not for you. Have. Oh, that's right. <laughs> true, true. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, how I loathe you. Oh, my God. Master, what's, what's something that you have spent time with lately? Don't say Metal Gear uh, Survive yet. Um, okay, well, there's a number of things. Um, uh, not Metal Gear Survive. Um, Kingdom Come, Deliverance. Yeah, I'm waiting on a patch for that. What, uh, how's the lock picking going for you? Oh, I don't do it. I, don't do it. I mean, I, I, don't, I just kill people. So. <laughs> you're not <laughs> one for I'm subterfuge right yeah just get to the bloodletting yeah 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 it's a uh, that game i don't know <laughs> it's like uh, i like it um i actually really do um and uh, i'm i i don't know <laughs> it's it's one of those games that's like you you get into it and it, it's really entertaining but i mean there's so many broken parts of it that you know, you can only replay certain quests so many times. You know, you can only ride over the same ground so many times before you just don't want to do it. Are you are you losing progress, or is it just yeah, well, uh, yeah, just repetitive gameplay? I mean, the save system so stupid, and then you'll just something just idiotically random will happen, and you'll die and lose like forty five minutes of gameplay. You know, trying to get back to you know, save your schnapps is not cheap. Or easy to come by, you know? Uh, I want to confess, McMaster, that that's one of the things that appeals to me about Kingdom Come Deliverance. And I, I went through my share of, oh, God, I keep dying and being reset 30 minutes. But I, too few games are willing to raise the stakes like that, are willing to inconvenience you to raise the stakes. And I respect that Kingdom Come Deliverance does that. Even though I understand it's going to alienate a lot of people, and I've certainly had my share of frustration with it, but I think those lower points – and this might sound like a a silly rationalization – but I feel those lower points make the higher points higher. 
like when when something's super when the when the stakes are high and I know okay I've got to ambush this little camp and if I fail I'm going to be reset way back to my last save which was a long time ago and do I want to drink the savior schnapps now or save it I like that kind of difficult decision making and I especially like that it's in the context of a game that of a game world that feels absolutely unique um so again, I and I say this having put the game on hold waiting for a patch. So to be fair, I am frustrated enough with it that I'm not playing it. Uh, but I do kind of want to defend uh, the inconvenience and frustration that some people uh, I don't use mind. to describe the save system. I don't mind not being able to save anywhere. I play Iron Man on half of the games I play. It's the the game is kind of exhausting. Because of the way you have to traverse the world as well. Um, I love that, though. I love geography that matters. I mean, yeah, here's Sweet Jesus. Here's why you <laughs> tell me why you hate something, and I tell I'm you why you're wrong, and it's cool. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about every time I go anywhere, right. the, real, the realism is so hardcore right. that the same woman shows up and accuses me of murder every time I see a body on the ground. Yeah, maybe you should be more in- invested in subterfuge and lockpicking. She is everywhere in a nine-square-mile <laughs> radius, apparently. She's a, she's a manifestation of your conscience. Yeah, stop making her angry, man. Yeah, uh, but it, <laughs> there's just – like, okay, here's another fun one. I entered an archery contest the other day and um, – Against the noble uh, – the, the no, kid? No, no, I beat, I beat him. Uh, but the – I – against – just for money – and I, I chose like the high level one because I'm pretty good at the archery. And I uh, start playing, and uh, they summon a couple of women to compete against me. And we all know how Kingdom Come feels about women; they can't have weapons, so they just stand there. And if they never shoot, that it never ends. And when you move, you lose your money because you've cheated by leaving the play area. Right. So. It happens a few times, and I'm like, yay, and then uh, one happens, and I just start shooting my, you know, (laughs) my targets, because, man, it's, you know, might as well get some practice in. But this time, not only has it summoned the ladies in that cannot shoot anything at all, it has brought in people to talk to them. So they start having conversations at the archery range, and then they start screaming that I'm shooting a bow at the archery range, and they call the sheriff. Right, you're not supposed to run around brandishing weapons, McMaster. Right, right. So obviously I shot him to death, and I dragged him around the town, and I showed them all, and then I left. That's how, <laughs> that's how I felt at that point. I see nothing wrong with what you've described. Everything yeah. seems appropriate. That seems yeah. like medieval life, right? <laughs> it really does. I think there was only probably about 25 NPCs in Bohemia. Well, this is this is you know it's this is the same. I mean, it sounds like a scripting issue rather than a design issue, and it's the same reason that I'm not playing right now, waiting for a patch. Uh, yeah, no, a, I know. It's a, I like the game. It's it's just. Uh, See, I I fixed my Kingdom Come. Uh, you, you wow. Save yeah, I I modded the hell out of it. I put oh, the, right, I put right, the save right. on it to hell there's, with that. There are also mods to, for the lock picking that I noticed, but I, you know, th- partly because there are just so many other things to play, I'm happy to let it sit until the the developers at no. uh, I think they're called Warhorse until they can uh, 
do uh, try their own fixes and then see right. how those go. Now, I do have one thing that I'll say that I, I mean, this you know, obviously the archery range thing is kind of a joke. It's hilarious to me. Uh, it's obnoxious. But the one thing that I don't like is how many just like shockingly sudden sex scenes am I going to have to witness in this game? Now, I'm not a prude. I don't care that much. But it's really just like all of the sudden. Have you has that happened to you, Tom? McMaster, I never heard you complaining in like <laughs> those, those goofy Bioware games. I knew what was going to happen in those. Like I had oh, a you, pretty you don't, you good don't mind, idea. You don't mind <laughs> dumb polygonal character sex. You just don't want it sprung on you suddenly. Well, it just like it's just out of nowhere, and there's like no context for it. It's just like the weirdest thing. I mean, I haven't had any. I don't know what you're doing in Kingdom Come Deliverance, but I haven't had any of that happen to me. Well, apparently, uh, not lock picking. I mean, because I, I, I mean, is that what you spent your entirety of the time doing? <laughs> not shooting bows or fighting, just just hanging out at the mill, lock picking or something. No, I'm good at archery. No, I, uh, I, I, I haven't gotten that far into it. I mean, I got to the part where uh, you – I mean, it's certainly I'm past the prologue stuff, and I've gotten to the part where I think body things were supposed to happen during a night of bathing with – forget the guy's name. The guy who's in charge of the city who's like too young to actually be in charge, and his uncle is a regent or whatever. Uh, I've gotten into some of the political intrigue, but no, no sudden sex. I haven't entered any archery contests. Uh, I guess I had one date with the Miller chick or Teresa, yeah. name is. You had, oh, is it the one where you go to the bar and get into a fight? Well, you can ask her what you want to do, and I, we just went for a walk. Oh, okay. Well, there you have two more dates to go, and then all of a sudden sex. Um, <laughs> out of nowhere. All right, thanks uh, for spoiling things. Great. Now I don't need to play. Nice good. Work, master. Well, maybe you can. Uh, she could teach you how to pick locks or something. Um I know it locks. It's just the interface is like uh-huh. I think it's clearly a console thing. Like they oh, want no. you to be yeah. using a game controller, but with a mouse, it's just insufferable. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. trust if me. If you use so. a controller, it's so much better. Yeah, yeah. the lock picking is so much better. Of course, everything else then sucks. Well, I know it's like when I play GTA Five, I don't mind playing with a mouse and keyboard. And then when I get in a car, I go to my controller. And then when I get out of the controller, I go back to the mouse and keyboard. Maybe I should try that with lockpicking. But you know what? I, I've got other things to play. I'm just going to wait for them yeah. to patch stuff. I'm, I don't want to run into any stairs that I can't get up. I don't want to run into McMaster's archery contest uh, uh, fiasco. Um, so I'm going to wait still. Yeah, no I mean, hurry. Hell, I, you know, all this stuff, same thing happen and happens in Bethesda games. I mean, it's and it's, like... it's also – it's not like – you know, this is like that Shinmu game. Revenge – there's no hurry. My parents are going to be just as dead – three months from now in version 1.1 as they are now in version 1.0. You know, that my revenge plot isn't going anywhere. It's like in Shenmue. I can uh, drive around forklifts for a while. There's no hurry. I can play with uh, action figures and collect them. No hurry getting revenge. Revenge is a dish best served after the game has been patched. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. Like I said, I, I actually I do enjoy it. I just kind of there's a lot of little weird irritation in it. For me. Well, now let's talk about how there's no minorities in the game. Uh, oh boy! No. <laughs> oh boy! You really want to stop? No, that was called a joke, McMaster. I, I'm I'm known for those from time to time. 
<laughs> that now, was one of them. Let's let's be fair. You're you're not really known for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, let's not talk about the lack of minorities in Kingdom Come Deliverance. Let's instead talk about, and I know you guys, this is on the forefront of your mind. I know you guys are super looking forward to this. The next chapter in Season 4 of Guild Wars 2 in like a a week or so, right? How psyched are you guys for that? Mm. Crickets. I'm hearing crickets. What's what's up? I'm just imagining the stream. (laughs) Streams, just, plural, McMaster. Streams. I, I, I was, I was being hopeful. <laughs> I was like, I was, well, actually, I, I don't. I mean, I'm, you know, they're, they're proceeding apace, but I'm so far behind in the storyline. I'm, way, I'm further behind. Actually, I was going to say I'm further behind than you guys, but that's probably not true. That is uh, not true. Yeah, I'm. I, I don't even have my skimmer yet. Do you guys have your skimmers? No. I have like three, but you uh, don't have any one. skimmers. You don't even have a. <laughs> You don't have the rabbit yet. How can you have a skimmer? I got a swatter. I don't know what that is. Oh, you're such a not a Fallout 4 fan. <laughs> oh. Uh, all right, so speaking of Fallout 4, uh, McMaster, I've been playing a game that partly reminds me of the scavenging in Dead Fallout 4. Dead Maze? What's Dead Maze? <laughs> Isn't, that a, <laughs> Isn't that a free-to-play zombie game? But bloody Bulls. Oh yeah, I did play a free to play zombie game. Uh, no, no, not play. Yeah, no, it's a free to play zombie multi MMO uh, that I played, um, and I'm level I think like five, McMaster. What level are you in that thing? Oh, zero. Yeah. See, actually, no, it, I think you have the right idea. <laughs> yeah, I, it looked like Club Penguin with zombies, and I wasn't about yeah, to jump exactly. into and, that. And I got a press release. They, they sent me some free zombie bucks, and so what am I going to do? Not spend them. Oh, so, okay. Uh, Good I think point. I, yeah, I, I crafted a, a a stick, and I uh, I gathered some uh, some food, I think, and I did a mission, and I think I carried things back and forth. Uh, oh. And to fight, I think you just yeah, to fight you just stand there, and zombies walk into you, and you automatically kill them. So it's Whoa. like super low pressure. Oh, they had they had it coming. Yeah. Uh, so no no I'm talking about the uh, scavenging in Metal Gear Survive. Uh, now Nick, have you seen this? Because I think McMaster and I have a lot to say about Metal Gear Survive. I is is that your kind of game? Uh, actually, yeah, I've, I've I've been playing it. So. Ooh, good. Okay. Uh, okay. Now I should warn you, McMaster's going to ruin things for you if you don't let us know. Are you how far into it are you? Because I think one of the cool things about Metal Gear Survive. Uh, and I don't know if the marketing has spoiled this, is the way that it unfolds and reveals things like the terrain and some of the gameplay systems. Uh, so so are you very far into it? I don't want to ruin anything for you or the listeners. Uh, I'm oh, about oh. six hours in. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you have d- – describe for me your base. Uh, uh, obviously a ton of uh, chain link fence. Uh yeah. Uh, do, you the, have a, do you have a cooking pot yet? Can you can you make fresh or can you make clean water from dirty water? Yes. Oh, yes. okay. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because uh, that's a I think a, a yeah. What level are you known? That's the, the the cooking. Yeah, the definitely the water purifying is yeah. is the that's the big hurdle. I think. Well, right, right. And yeah, it, it is. Actually. And it, it does continue to evolve in terms of like what that means and how convenient or inconvenient it is and how much you need and. Uh, I, I it, it reminds me of a wacky Japanese take 
on what I one of the things that I really liked in State of Decay, which was this kind of survival management uh, and this, yeah. this expanding territory where it's safe to go and uh, feeding and housing and providing medical care to, to people, uh, the sort of base managers management stuff from the earlier Metal Gear games. Uh, so a lot of it reminds me in ways of what I liked about State of Decay. Uh, but it takes a while to fold in the the real meat of some of those gameplay systems. Um, so uh, what uh, what do you... Is it is it working for you, Nick? Um, it's a little crazy. It's a little weird. I... I... I really like the game part of it. I wish it would shut up with all the cinematics, though. No joke. Oh, I my God. Like this, I, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. I almost stopped playing it just because of the cinema. Well, like, it was just too much. Let me tell you, the one thing that drives me absolutely batshit, and I have 20 hours in this game at this point, is it still has a giant dialogue every time I get low uh... on something. It's like, I know I'm low on stamina. I've played for 20 hours at this point. I know where the damn bar is. I can see it. You know, I know how low I am. It's, <laughs> like, it's literally right there. Shut right. up. <laughs> and it's not like, a, you're low on stamina. It's, you're low on stamina. Remember, you need to take breaks and rest. It's like a tutorial <laughs> message. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> that drives me nuts, but yeah. Yeah, it did. Right? There, it, it it is. I think it speaks volumes, <laughs> no pun intended, that you can't yeah. even adjust the volume, oh, yeah. uh, and there's no way to turn off the music. I don't need Metal Gear Snake <laughs> action music playing when I'm sneaking around in the dust out there. Yeah, and Tom and I trying to play like co-op and can't hear each other. <laughs> Have you done any of the co-op, the online co-op stuff, Nick, or just are you doing the the, the single player only? Uh, I've done a little bit of the online um, co-op, the multiplayer, uh, yeah. because, I mean, it's the fastest way to get some of the stuff. Exactly. Yeah. It's super and, helpful leveling yeah. early on. It's not something that you want to – it's not something where you think, oh, I'm going to go ahead and get super established and really level up my character and then do it. I think it's something you should do early on so you can reap the benefits of it to help you in the single player. And I don't yeah. think the game's clear about expressing that. Although I will say – I don't think it's the right move for a straight-up beginning character to jump into it. No. I would um, say you need to be in your teens. Yeah. it's it, So it's interesting because in the beta, though the enemies on the multiplayer side were much easier. And they uh, – yeah, I think – They're dumb hard now. Yeah, they're, they're really kind of <laughs> – <laughs> They're kind of a lot harder, and yeah. I, I don't know if that was from complaints or someone at Konami was like, "F that, man! Like we got to make this tougher so people spend money." I I don't know. Yeah. Oh, right, because it does have all that microman or that micropayment stuff, and you can yeah. buy. There's something about survival coins. Now, to be fair, I haven't none of that has, has. I haven't even really looked at that, but I don't feel that it's pushing me towards that. Although now that you're mentioning how hard it feels, I'm thinking, oh. Am I supposed to be micro buying stuff? 
I mean, uh, maybe. I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't felt the urge myself. Yeah, so okay. I don't know. I get, I, I get plenty. Like, I feel like the, the, yeah. the, the multiplayer co-op I've done seems tough but fair. Yeah. Generally, when we fail, it's because there aren't enough players or because McMaster is AFK to go, I don't know, feed his cat or something while I'm busy trying to save the base. McMaster oh, yeah. just can't be that's bothered. Usually, <laughs> that's usually the scenario there. Yeah. It's Tom valiantly trying to save the base. Now, let, let me tell you about playing co-op with Tom. Yeah, go on. Uh, Tom is like, uh, you know, like he sees a shiny. Which, yeah. Which is a quest. I need that, McMaster. <laughs> I gotta go get that. Cover and Tom, Tom just starts, it's like his head's on a swivel, but it's pointed straight at that thing, right? And he just starts running at it. And it doesn't matter what's happening in the base, right? It doesn't matter how many zombies are killing me. Or I, yeah, I tried to explain it to you in MOBA terms by uh, saying that I was oh. jungle. I'm jungling. Jungling. See, yeah, yeah. yeah nice. he, he did tell me that he was jungling. See, that. that means I'm running around getting stuff that I need. I need you to cover the actual gameplay yeah. challenge for me while right. I am out in the jungle getting the treasure. It's called jungling, McMaster. Yeah, what are you yeah. doing, McMaster? Yeah, you need Sorry. to you need to to tank or lane. You need to push lane. the lanes. Yeah, lane. you lane. I jungle. Right. <laughs> But now, I mean, of course, I'm like, I'm like level twenty now, maybe twenty one, something like that. And uh, yeah, it's not so bad now. Um, I also have Molotovs. <laughs> well, the uh, the I really like the whole crafting and recipe stuff and the scavenging. Like, it doesn't feel super prohibitive. Like, it gives me all sorts of badass, powerful tools yeah. that if I'm willing to expend the resources. You know, I can easily kill stuff. It's a matter more of how much, how many resources do I want to expend for this challenge or to do this. Uh, and it's kind of even the the bit where you're in the dust. It's called dust. You know, it's, yeah. it, it reminds me yeah. very much of uh, of uh, elements of no of the mist, the Stephen King thing. Oh, where, I thought the movie. Yeah, yeah, I actually totally. Thought well, it's actually it's a, I, the movie's dumb. The the book, The Mist, is actually uh, <laughs> way better. No, the movie's so stupid. The movie tries there to be this go. thing about religious perspectives, and the movie has a laughable ending, whereas the book's ending is pretty awesome. Um, I like the say movie's book. ending. It's a where short kill- I like it where he kills everybody. That was all right. Go ahead Spoilers! and spoil other things, McMaster. We'll wait. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> what? Hey, why don't you go ahead and ruin The uh, Last Jedi? I didn't say who. <laughs> I haven't seen The Last Jedi, so how could I ruin it? Um, Good point. Uh, the, but uh, I, I do like – so I like in that, that dust area – uh, where you need oxygen. Uh, it, it reminds me a bit of Subnautica, where you're expanding oh, yeah. and you're exploring, and you sort of seize a little territory to be safe, and because of your limits on oxygen, you can expand out from there. Uh, this idea of dust and Metal Gear Survive reminds me a lot of that. Uh, and I like how freeform it is in terms of exploring, expanding, grabbing territory, making little safe spaces. Uh, that stuff I find super gratifying. So there's a couple of things it reminds me of, really. First and foremost, it reminds me of Stranger Things. Um, the dust does once you're in it, you know? It has Side that down? Old, Yeah, the filter kind okay. of, of. I guess if you were a little child and weren't, and weren't fighting things, if you were just running around in there. Oh, uh, so there's just little children in Stranger Things? It's just, what, about four little children? There's never soldiers? Is I didn't there soldiers the, in Stranger Things, Tom? I haven't seen the second season. <laughs> They're in the first season. Anyway, God. Yeah, but they hang back in the base, and the little kids have to do everything. But there's a bunch of dead ones in there. So you have to assume that at some point someone didn't hang back in the base. 
There's dead there. guys in the. All right, because I my Are whole thing about sure Stranger Things. Dead? Yeah, nobody dies in Stranger Things, McMaster. Nobody except uh, the Hobbit guy, the guy that plays the Hobbit. Well, see, I wait. What? Who? There's someone who played one of the Hobbits from Lord of the Rings. He's in season two and he dies. Someone ruined it for me. Well, I haven't seen season two either, so now you ruined it for me. Way to pass it on, <laughs> butthole. But anyway. The, did, you uh, see, did you guys see a terrible movie that Duncan Jones directed that came out on Netflix called Mute? Uh, I, yes. I heard about that, but I, okay. I have never heard Mute of it. Mute is I, terrible, and I think, I think from Nick's reaction, he did see it. But what's and it, awesome? And it ruins Moon. <laughs> Oh, I know. It's so dumb. It, it, it's it, so it plays, stupid. It plays Moon is a joke. But, but what I love about Mute, there's just one weird random scene where one of the hobbits from Lord of the Rings is, is dressed up as a geisha girl in thick makeup with a dress. It's that Dominic Monaghan guy who was on Lost, who was one of the hobbits. It's just so random. I love that scene because it makes no sense. It's ridiculous. He's a geisha girl, and he's got these like sex robots having sex with each other in his hotel room. Uh, it's just so <laughs> randomly ridiculous. So watch that scene in mute, and you can ignore the rest of it. I'm, how did we even get there? Oh, I don't know, McMaster. Let's see. <laughs> so, <laughs> speaking of ridiculous things, um, I think – because at, at heart, Metal Gear Survives is a zombie game, and that's what drew yeah, me. It is. I love that. But you know what? One of the, the scary things about a zombie – I think the scariest thing about a zombie – is his his rotting face or his missing jaw, no. the gaunt, hollowed out eyes? You're just and, so and I, upset but, about but here, the big old crystals. <laughs> well, it's not the here. The zombies, instead of having that scary face, they have a piece of candy corn for a head. <laughs> That's not scary. Candy corn, you know, it might be Halloween associated, but it's not scary. I don't need a zombie having candy corn instead of a head. It makes no sense. It's weird in Japanese. I don't get it. Uh, it makes plenty of sense. Okay, explain it to me. Oh, it's 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 Mark Cuban energy, right? It's their Mark Cuban energy. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. They, explain they, to me Mark Cuban energy now. They're all shareholders in the Dallas Mavericks. So <laughs> when they go to a Mavericks game, they get a large drink for half price, and they get to keep one of the rally shirts that they find on the back of the chairs if it's during the playoffs or an important game. So that's really how it works with the Mark. This Cuban. is all sporty sports. Yeah, exactly. It's like that uh, Gary Larson cartoon where someone's talking to the dog, and the dog doesn't hear a single word. The dog only hears when his name is is said. So, McMaster, you didn't say my name in any of that, so I didn't understand what you were saying. Good. It was like sports, 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 sports. sports. I don't think the dog understood. (laughs) I wouldn't know who Mark Cuban was if if he hadn't annoyed Donald Trump. That's the only thing I know about him is that he annoys Donald Trump, or he did during the campaign. He's got great sandwiches. He annoys a lot of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's delicious, yeah. (laughs) And the the energy crystals in Metal Gear Survivor named after him, presumably. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, the... Uh, but I do really like the the dust is like a really cool place. Like I like the Lord of the Dust. You know, y- go you ahead and spoil more things. Go ahead, dude. Uh, I haven't fought <laughs> him. They mention him pretty early on. It's a giant ass ha- monster. I mean, how do you not see it? <laughs> you don't okay. see it until they show it to you, and now oh right, my God, that, that's a cool moment. I love that moment, and I wouldn't because I, I had no idea it was coming. Uh, yeah, but so. Uh, what do you guys think? It, you haven't finished it, right? No, uh, good lord, no, no. Because okay. so isn't it, you guys isn't it think... pretty open-ended, by the way? Like, do uh, you finish it? There's an uh, ending. There's an ending, I've There's heard. an ending, yeah. yeah. All right. Um, what, what do you guys think the chances are? 
I'm going to get to the end of Metal Gear Survive, and when the final four-hour cinematic ends, I'm going to, you know, take my headset off, put my controller down, and go, well, that answered all my questions. Oh, yeah, that's obviously going to happen that way. <laughs> uh, did Kojima have anything to do with this, or is this no. all post-Kojima? Yeah. So, so that's yeah. why – that's the thing is I have not – paid i've not paid any attention to the cinematics i skip every cinematic i'm just pegging through all those little dialogue boxes that pop up i have yeah. no interest in it which by the way is is why don't you left tell me... uh yeah i was about to say why don't you tell nick how that where that got you well it's left me a little confused because <laughs> certain things happen that those little ai bots tell you about that i was like whatever next 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 let me get uh but I didn't – I just the, – the, the thing is if I'd done the next story mission, which is clearly marked, it would have been resolved. It's just I didn't know why something was happening, and it wouldn't get resolved until I did the next story mission. You know what? Well, I guess what I'm saying, if you skip the cutscenes, which I recommend doing. I don't think there's anything fun there. Uh, no, just keep in no. mind, sometimes you might be confused and need to do a story mission. That's all I'm saying. And and or have McMaster explain it to you instead because he right. read all the cutscenes. Right. He watched all the cutscenes and read the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. It's like we were sitting there talking, and, and Tom's like, uh, Tom's like, oh yeah, 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 oh, what's going on here? <laughs> and I'm like, well, are you on this mission? He's like, no, spoilers, no, whoa, what kind of spoilers? And I'm like, look at your map. And he's like, oh, oh yeah, never mind. That's, <laughs> I just don't know what's happening. <laughs> well, and then I went there and did that, McMaster, and I, you know, you kind of spoiled part of what you find there. But I, you know, I love how it's opening up now, and I love oh, the yeah. the yeah. the new gameplay stuff that's being introduced. I mean, I I, I like this thing a whole lot, and it's it's. I, I was worried it was going to be just their kind of weird Japanese version of Fortnite. Uh, at first, I was like, oh, big deal. So you run around and you build a base and you fight and zombies attack you yeah. and you do a co-op. Uh, but I, I really like its Metal Gear Solid gameplay flavor, if not the inspired Kojima lunacy. I don't, I don't really <laughs> yeah. see much of that, and I don't care enough about the whatever storytelling they're doing. Uh, but I really like the state of decayness of it yeah. at this point. So until yeah. State of Decay 2 comes out, I'm happy to it's game is doing. like it's a game that has a certain real visual appeal to it as well. Oh, it looks uh, great! I love that. that yeah, dust, yeah, like it's super. That's light. absolutely what I was gonna say. It's like the dust is, uh, it's kind of enchanting. <laughs> it's like you want to go into it. Yeah. it. Well, it's definitely horror movie stuff, and that's why yeah. it reminds me of like The Mist. This whole idea, or or John Carpenter's The Fog. You know, the whole idea yeah. that there's things out there that you can't see, and they're just beyond the the range of your vision. And you and you know, you can only stay out here for so long. It's corrupting you, or in this case, suffocating you. Uh, yeah, I, I love that about the, the dust. And yeah. yeah, I mean, once you're in it, it's really cool. I love the transitions between uh, clear and the dust, yeah. but like yeah. just like the wall itself is so cool looking. Just like the giant wall of uh, dust, you know. It's just. Oh well, I thought I thought you were going to spoil something. Like no, so it's like okay, right, right. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. Just how it's, you know, it's like, uh, and I know you've you've seen these, and I know Nick has too. It's like you know the the little clear zones and stuff are fascinating. Yeah. You know? So yeah. it's it's really cool. Like well, I then that's also you know, map, it's, it's, you know there's a relief too because it does. I love what it does with the stakes of, of replenishing your oxygen. 
Yeah, uh, where you can use some of the basically the cash that you've earned to replenish your oxygen, but it gets increasingly expensive. To oh, at a certain point, you're just going to completely blow any profit you would have earned from this expedition if you want to stay alive and bring back the loot that you found. Uh, so I love that whole risk reward calculus that it plays with. You know, do I stay oh, yeah. a little bit longer? You know, do I dare maybe go investigate that building over there that I can vaguely see at the edge of my vision? <laughs> uh, in which case, I'm going to be cutting it a lot closer with oxygen, or do I just call it quits and get back and be safe w- with this run? Uh, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah I do too. That's yeah, real, real, real cool mechanic. Yeah. All right. What's something else you guys are playing? Um, Vermintide Two. Yeah, so that's just like Vermintide, but they took out rats and put like crazy chaos people. Oh right? no, there's there's still rats. There's still rats. Oh, there yeah. are. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, because yeah, yeah. Oh, all trust right, because it can't be called Vermintide unless there's right. rats in it, because rats are vermin, right? Right. It just adds uh, Norsica chaos. chaos, right? Oh. So you've got like uh, Chaos Warriors are one of the big tank new tank units, uh, but you still got like rat ogres and all that crap and the, the, okay. Yeah, so you still you got Skaven and Chaos now basically, um, and uh, it's really cool. Uh, one of the things they just patched it today um, to kind of reduce the difficulty because it was really overtuned. Um, like there are certain parts you just get annihilated and playing on the easiest level. Oh, know? so basically it, undertuned, you're saying? Like it was tuned poorly because it was too difficult. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. I meant like the, the the actual encounters are overtuned to the point that they're too difficult is what okay. I meant. Like, but, so what they did is they patched a bunch of that to kind of uh, even it out. But it's uh, – it reminds – the reason I like this one so much is it reminds me more of Left for Dead than the last one did in a lot of ways. Like the director seems to work better. Uh, the, uh, the maps are kind of a lot more open and a lot more uh, kind of – I don't know. Airy in a way, interesting. Less, less yeah. corridory, because I, I recall right. that that felt like the, the previous game was very much like, okay, you go down this corridor and then that corridor, and yeah. Right, and these are just like wide open areas. I mean, you're still gonna, you know, you're going houses and stuff, but you're going through like burned down cities and stuff like that, and uh, just like really cool uh, things. Like uh, the, one of the missions I've played the most is like this farm mission, which is hilarious because if you play Barden or whatever his name is, the dwarf, uh, you go through these wheat fields and you are you are literally like eye level to most of the wheat. <laughs> so like it's like you're it's hard to see anything. And if you're not playing him, he's on the map. It's like kind of freaks you out because you just see this little dwarf zooming around like off in the distance. <laughs> and I kept thinking it was like a goblin or something. But anyway, yeah, dwarves uh, really should steer clear of tall grass. Oh my god, it's so hilarious too, because like you're, it's you cannot see anything, <laughs> so you're just having to follow the tall people. Uh, but <laughs> but uh, yeah, the the maps are like real wide open, and uh, the graphics are, are great. It's real. Uh, it, it's got you know, I mean, Vermintide had this too, but it's got that real satisfying kind of like combat. It's like real, you know, thick chunky kind of axe right. hits and stuff real kind of uh yeah real real crunchy um but uh it, it's it's really good so far i'm really enjoying it um all right when me and nick join you you have to be the dwarf and we're going to do the farm level all right that sounds fair hey it's not <laughs> the whole thing's not that thank god <laughs> it's not like nothing but wheat fields uh that would be horrible right right <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, and it just, uh, you know, it just launched, so I haven't had a ton of time with it, but it's pretty good time. Well, it's, it's, uh, like it's the, 
like the pre or it's, right. it's not technically launched, but you can play the beta without getting reset at this point, right? Right, right. If you buy the game, you get the yeah. It's like early start, so I've gained a few levels on the fire uh, mage lady. She's well, why don't they just launch it? I'm I'm a little confused with why, why isn't this? I don't know. Okay. I probably get people to pre-order it and make more money. But pre- it's not pre-ordering it if you pay for right. it and then playing it. That's not a pre-order. That's a purchase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, well, I think what it does is like people will go, oh, but you know, if my friends are going to play this and and they they've already got it, they're going to be much higher level than I am, so uh, I'll get it too. You know, it's how is that of, any I'll, different though from when a game comes out normally? <laughs> I mean, I just don't understand this huh. idea. Of, That's a good point. Yeah. I mean, maybe it might be – I was assuming it might be that there are going to be enough changes in the build during launch day. But to hear you talk, it sounds like they're they're doing these changes on the fly as, as it goes, like they're adapting it. It's not like they're saving some big patch for launch day. Uh, I think that they are saving some content. Uh, well, that makes back. sense, like certain maps or something that you can't do. Okay. Right. I'm pretty sure that it's like the regular beta so far. I don't think you get like all – uh, whatever, 12 or 13 maps or whatever right, it is. Right. I think you get like three or four initially. So it's it's more of a you know, kind of a novelty. Uh, you know, you play a few times, and then you know, when the full game comes out, you'll have a little boost on it. Yeah. Uh, are any of you playing the – McMaster, these aren't for you, so I'm mainly asking Nick. Are yeah. any of you playing the really cool streamlined strategy games that have come out lately like – Ugh. Into the breach, pit people or space tyrant. Well, pit people. They're all excellent. Yeah, pit people is so much. It's so it's just it's so cheerful and funny and wacky and crazy, and I just grin so much playing that silly little thing. Yeah, that's the pit one I keep great. looking at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's super. If you've played the other, uh, I love those guys. games, man. Yeah, God, of, it is so deep into it. Yeah, I want that narrator to companies. talk during every single game I ever play. Everything. Yeah. Everything. Because <laughs> it's such an example too. Like so much comedy in video games just tries hard and really isn't funny and. It's kind of like like maybe there's like one funny thing out of every ten things, and then the seven of them are cringeworthy, and then two of them are like, okay, whatever. This guy is all oh, like every single one of them is a freaking gem. I love yeah. that guy. I love their writing. I love his delivery. Uh, I just I just could listen to that guy. If if Pit People sucked, I would play it just to hear him. So what is Pit People like exactly, just out of sheer curiosity? Nick, here's what I was thinking. I wonder if you'd agree with this. So so Pit People, if you look at it, you would think, yeah, it's like a little tactical XCOM-y kind of thing where you move wacky characters around and they fight each other. I think that Pit People has more in common with Creative Assembly's Total War games, with these sort of real-time military games, than XCOM. Nick, does that sound crazy? That sounds crazy. Here, let me explain then. <laughs> Go. Because a lot of XCOM is moving someone around and checking numbers and deciding who is going to attack whom and with what. Uh, XCOM is very much about that kind of detail, that sort of tactical finicky detail, and it does it well, and it's why people play it. One of the design approaches in Pit People is they want it to be streamlined enough that you just position your units, and that's it. They decide who to attack, so positioning them is kind of important. If there are two different units, enemy units, and you want to make sure one of them dies, you have to position people such that it can't choose to attack the other one because it's going to be random. You don't know for sure. 
Uh, so what that means is that you're not doing that XCOM-y thing of he's going to go over here and attack that, and he's going to go over here and attack that. You're basically kind of setting up front lines, and you're maneuvering them to where they're best equipped to deal with what the other guy has, and you're letting them do their own thing. And what this leads to is situations where you stand toe-to-toe, and you're waiting for the other side to break. Because it's the same with your healers, by the way, and you have morale builders that, that buff units around them. Uh, you know, your healers create uh, – guys can stand there and fight toe-to-toe longer, and then they have their healers. So you have to think, well, should I maneuver around and try to kill the healer, or do I stand here toe-to-toe and fight with them? And it reminds me a lot of playing a total war game where you line up your units and you wait for one side or the other to break. Um, so does that wow. sound a little less crazy? Uh, I mean, kind of. Okay, I, apparently I'm, I haven't sold Nick on it. But. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, no. I, I, the thing is, I don't really think of it as XCOM either. Um, okay. I, I, I sort of find that, like, for me anyway, I, I guess for me the presentation, um, of the game of the gameplay, uh, part of it. It it sort of reminds me uh, a lot of like just those turn based, um, like when you go into the map screen in like uh, Masters of Magic or um, Elemental, like uh, those tactical like, battles in those? yeah those okay. kind of games like that's what it reminds me of mostly. Okay. But even in those, I mean, I, I just feel that just mechanically speaking, from a design perspective, the fact that you don't get to assign targets, I mean, I think they do that to speed up the gameplay, to make it go faster. Oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. Because it, it, it's, it's a very streamlined game. You know, you fight a battle and you just it's, – it's over very quickly, uh, and then you get to the next battle and you do another battle. It really wants to go quickly. It wants you to just – Get not churn, but it wants you to sort of experience a bunch of content in a bunch of different situations, so it doesn't linger too long on any one battle. Uh, and wow. I just think that that's and part of how they do that is you don't get to pick who attacks whom, uh, and that's a big part of the streamlining that they do. McMaster, it's not for you. Well, I already got it, so <laughs> not for you. Uh, it has seen- co-op too it looks it does have co-op i'm not sure how it works though nick do you know much about how the co-op works i I haven't done any of the co-op yet it's all all been noodling through the Mm. single player for me you know that's sold because it seems like co-op would be okay i control half the units mcmaster controls the other half what do i need him for i'll just tell i you know i I have no problem telling the dudes where to stand i don't need mcmaster second guessing me and subverting my orders it sounds like a case for chicken mcmaster to me but i guess if you know you're scared we'll go back to tooth and tail if it comes to that mcmaster oh Oh, sure we will chicken i'll mr Mr. badger your ass yeah yeah sure you will is that his name mr badger i forget their names Uh, something like that uh yeah but you uh you know i'm just saying has either of you seen Into the Breach or Space Tyrant, which are another yeah. couple of games that definitely streamline uh, the tactical combat deal? Space Tyrant probably is not for me. Uh, Into the Breach probably is, but uh, I'm curious <laughs> about. I'm curious about it. Yeah, I like both of those quite a bit as well. Uh, and and they all kind of compete with each other in terms of. You know what? What kind of gameplay experience do I want at any given moment? If I want a streamlined strategy game, all three of those uh, sort of meet that requirement with very different kind of approaches and aesthetics. But they're all, hey, get in a quick burst of really gratifying strategy gaming. Uh, I love that about all three of them. 
And all three of them, too, have like sort of, you know, this very gratifying meta progression where you're leveling things up or you're unlocking things or you're trying to get achievements and rewards that have gameplay implications. I love that. I I keep being tempted by Slay the Spire, but I'm not sure. By what? Slay the Spire. Slave is fire? What the heck are you saying? Oh my, oh my god. Crazier than Ion Maiden. What is slave is fire? I swear to Jesus. Slay the spire. Oh, slay the spire, right. Oh my god. McMaster, it's another early access game. That's why I can't hear the words correctly. Oh, is that what it was? <laughs> yeah. My bad. I, I always forget that you have that sickness where early, early access just kind of shuts down parts of your ear. And that's their that's their deck building roguelike thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of my friends are playing it all the time, and it sounds interesting. It's like really, really popular. So I keep looking at it, but I don't know. And wait till it comes out, McMaster. You've got other things to play. That's true. I do have like a million freaking things to play. A so. million. A little million. What are you guys playing on your Switch right now besides Bayonetta two? Nothing. Yeah, it's all Bayonetta two all the time, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That's what. <laughs> I am I'm a little uh, chagrined. I'd forgotten it because I played Bayonetta 2 on the Wii, and I'd forgotten there's all of these crazy action sequences where she's just flying around and there's things oh, yes. at her. And you know, I I wish she would keep her feet on the ground more often because I like that. It, it's much more manageable when there's just crazy boss things going on in the background, and I don't know which way am I flying up or down, am I attacking in the foreground or the background, whatever. I j- just settle down, Bayonetta. I like it. Oh. walking. I know. Chill, Chill out. out. I also don't like that she cut her hair and she doesn't look like Sarah Palin so much. Oh, no. I know. No. I really hope in Bayonetta 3 she grows it out again. I'm going to uh, be pretty irked if she doesn't. I know. I will, too. Just for, for your sake, I will be. Thank yeah. you, McMaster. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'll be really upset. All right. In closing, what else are you guys uh, – real quick, what else – did we miss anything? What are some other things you guys are spending time on? Um, Delver. Delver, what the, you're making things up. What is no, Delver? No, Delver sounds like the name of a guy who wears overalls and works on a farm in a rural Tennessee community. <laughs> wow. I don't know. Um, <laughs> that, that might be a more interesting game. <laughs> oh, snap. What oh, is, yeah. Uh, Delver is, uh, it's a, uh, like a 3D first person um, roguelike. Uh, oh, I did see this where you're digging tunnels. Oh, the Delver. No, okay. no, you don't dig tunnels. You're oh. just exploring dungeons, and there's it's oh. it's it's very uh you know it's got the zombies and monsters and bats and things that come at you, and you collect treasure and you level up and you get magic equipment, um, and then you die a lot and you restart and restart and restart and restart. Um, when you're you, restarting, is there have you been making progress on some any sort of progression track? Yes, you okay. keep your level and you keep uh, any gold that you have in your bank. Okay. Oh, so um, you can deposit every now and then or something? Uh, no, it just automatically goes in. As soon as you pick up a coin, it just goes straight into a oh. kind of a virtual bank bag. Oh, or Delver. Yeah, yeah, I have this in my library. I've played it for uh, 40 minutes and I am looking at the screenshots. have no recollection. Oh, no, I do remember this. Okay. <laughs> Made a big impression on Tom. Like, huge, uh, huge impression. No, I do remember this, and it took a while. Yeah, okay. Eh. So wait, what? I, is this working for you, Nick? Or uh, uh, not really? I, yeah. I, I, I just, uh, 
I mean, mechanically, it's fine, I guess. I just, I just don't feel the urge to keep going. Yeah. Like, there's nothing driving me forward. There's not, like, I, I would say that the first two hours of the game, if you play it, you've seen everything in the game. Yeah. You're just going to see more of that, but higher levels. I even got to the point where I was recognizing certain tiles. Like, yeah. uh, this is the part where you go in the library and there's zombies there and there's a secret. Uh, oh, here's a dog tiles. leg. Oh, there, there's the area yeah. with the cage. Yeah, yeah exactly. Here's yeah, the you water do. It's, it's, it's or... pretty repetitive. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it, look, it's not even early access. So. No, that's why that's why I've been playing it. <laughs> it, it. It actually came out. I mean, it's been in early access. It's one of the... It, so the interesting thing about Delver for me is it was one of those initial early access games back when people were like, what is this early access concept? Ah, <laughs> so they jumped on that like opportunity fast. Um, it's been in early access since 20, uh, 2013. Jeez, uh, a peak. Yeah. Wow. And it yeah. just popped out finally at the beginning of the month. And I was like, well, Okay, let's give it a try. And eh. good for them, I guess. But man, what a, eh, a little. What it a seems slog, like too little. Yeah. yeah, too little, too late. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, McMaster, did we miss anything that you've been playing lately? Uh, I've been playing Abandoned Ship uh, a little bit. Early access, early access. Yep. You're triggering um, me. <laughs> trigger. I hate triggering. Actually, I take that back. I love it. But um, uh, no, I, I'm actually super psyched for this. I love the idea of it. But I, I it, it's, it's one of those not. games that I was like, I, I wish they'd hurry up and finish it. And I hate the fact that it's early access. And theoretically, I could play it now. But I would be seeing it incomplete. You want to wait. I mean, it's there's a framework for a really cool game there, but it needs a lot of work. I mean, oh, uh, okay. I, I'm glad to hear that. Okay. Like, no, I'm I'm. Honestly, I've enjoyed what I've played of it, but I, it just needs polish. I mean, there's a really cool framework there. Um, and it's basically FTL with an old-timey sailing ship and pirates and krakens and whatnot, right? Oh, yeah. Well, it's a Cthulhu um, kind of thing. It like, is? Well, yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. Like, oh, like McMaster, don't tell me that. Now I have to it's play all, it now. Yeah, it's all cult, right. cult stuff, you know. It so, is? Yeah. It's Lovecraftian yeah. horror aesthetic yeah. stuff? What? Yeah. I, oh, McMaster! You're being chased by cultists all over the sea, basically, because you ruined their, you know, thing. And that's why the Kraken's so mad because you ruined their horrible, like, thing that, that it wanted you to do them to do, like this horrible ritual. It's like the beginning of the game. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I need to. Uh, McMaster, quit telling me things that make me want to play early access games. Tell me oh, more yeah. about how it needs work. Uh, well, at this point, it's like you go around and when you die or like you lose your ship, you just kind of sit there and float in the water and eventually you get picked up again with a crappier ship. Otherwise, you have to just like restart a game to do it over, you know, oh, and that's boy. that's kind of <laughs> irritating. So they need to fix stuff like that. You know, it's like you have to go through all this exposition and a tutorial or whatever. You know? So it's like, eh, OK, but uh, it, yeah, it's like I said, there's a really cool framework there. They're just going to need to work on it. You know? Right, right. Um, all right. Well, I guess I'll have to hold off. Good. I think you've offset now the fact that I found out it's Lovecrafty and stuff. Good. Oh yeah, that and yeah, Street Fighter Five, Sniper Elite Four. That's all I play, baby. Street Fighter. Why are you playing Street Fighter Five? That's not for you. That's not for anyone. <laughs> it's not for you. But no, yeah. Uh, because, well, because I initially got guilted into it, and then afterwards I started enjoying it. So, Master, I have one question for you. Unless you have leveled up to the cap, all the characters in oh, um, God. 
Can't think. Nope, what's the DC? Good. What's the DC fighter thing? Oh. Injustice Two. Injustice. Until you've leveled up every character in Injustice Two to the level cap and fitted them out with super rare legendary gear, you really shouldn't. There's no. You have no business futzing around with Street Fighter Five. Well, there, I said that, and I stand by it. Well, Street Fighter is like a real fighting fans game. You know, not a not a tourist, not a debutante. <laughs> Not, not someone who needs to level up his Haley Quinn to level three in order to play in a fighting game. Right, exactly. I don't have to actually yeah, have any sort of like hooks in it to make me play. It's fun to me. Um, can I can I put can I get new uh, a new outfit for Chun Li? Yes. yes. Chun Li can wear a new outfit. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah no, there's... no, no. She can't. She just you change the color of her clothes. That's not a new. No, outfit. No, no, no. They have no. They have fully new outfits. That's one of the things. Like they, uh, they added with uh, the arcade edition. Well, not just the arcade edition, but like they, they've made it to where everybody, I think, can get like an alternate outfit without having to do anything special by doing through story mode. And then you earn points that you can unlock outfits with stuff like that. Yeah. How do I make Chun Li do that thing where she stands on her head and puts her legs out and twirls around and kicks? Um, that's hold down, uh, charge down, press up, and then a kick, I believe. Right? Yeah, I how, how, do, how do you make her squeal? Uh, Chun Li doesn't squeal. I beg your pardon. <laughs> I I didn't I didn't even know how to answer that. I mean I I, 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 I want to go deliverance and I want to go I but I don't you know. <laughs> I have it here. Charge down, press up. Half circle, turn no. around, spit no, over no. your left shoulder, sprinkle salt into a small pile, summon a oh. goat, disembowel the goat, and read its innards, and then press press B. You said, or or press A. Any kick button. Any kick button. Okay, good. All right, I've got it. I'm ready now oh, to play Street Fighter Five. Here we go. The, the, <laughs> see, the thing about Street Fighter is like every character has the same moves, like or, or like they're based on kind of a template, you know. Right. So right. it's not like they're yeah, you know. And that and that's that's so completely different from Injustice Two. Oh, I have no idea. I wouldn't know. That's how all fighting games work, McMaster. Is you learn like the few basic moves, and they do different things for different characters. You've said nothing that is unique about Street well, Fighter Five. Well, yeah, but it's like always <laughs> the same kind of combinations of like half circle or dragon punch or whatever. Well, yeah, but what? Yeah, there are games out there that aren't like that, though. Thank you very much, <laughs> <laughs> jerk. <laughs> All right, well, now that I've won an argument against McMaster resoundingly, it's time to end the podcast. <laughs> uh, I do real quick want to say I just – a very important entreaty. This is super important. Uh, Blizzard, please, please do not make a Diablo 3 for the Switch. I have already played it on four platforms. I do not need a fifth. Uh, oh, God. I do not need Diablo 3 on the Switch. That would be uh, just the end. That would kill so much gaming time. Blizzard, just just think of the children. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah, don't really don't do, do it, it Blizzard. Because Please then no. I'll have to play with him, and I don't want to. I've played <laughs> Diablo 3 all the time, and I'm done. Master, I need you to uh, tank because oh. I'm going to play the Demon Hunter. Okay. Of course you are. So you get up there, you tank. Don't let anything get near me, all right? I never do. Okay, good. So... Remember, when uh, Diablo 3 comes out for the Switch, uh, I think they're really going to do it, too. Oh, my God. I can't believe that. I guess it makes sense, right? But uh, it's, we'll power, it's powerful enough for it. Yeah, there's no reason for it not yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, there's plenty of reason for it not to because then I'd play it. I mean, okay, uh, the, the, uh, the PC, the Xbox, 
the uh, PS4, okay, that's only three platforms. I was thinking I played it on four platforms for some reason. Um, but yeah, so PS3 that would be the fourth. Three or 360? Well, I did, no, I did, I did the, the 360, the PC, and now the PS4. Those oh, are the okay. three huh. platforms that I've that – and not just like, hey, let me see how this runs, but hey, let me get my uh, my witch doctor to level 70. Like serious play. Right. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah and it, no, you're, you're all about it. Yeah, don't give me a, fi- a fourth platform to do that on Blizzard, please. But you know what, Blizzard? I'll give you $10 if you don't make Diablo 3 on the Switch. That's my final offer. Don't do it. Oh, yeah, that's probably well, – yeah, that's going to – yeah, they're gonna. That's gonna sway Activision. Yep, I'm sliding a tenor across the table, sort of. You guys want this? Oh, I dropped. Oh, did someone drop this? Is this yours? Maybe hu- this ten dollar bill. Oh, a little hush money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so thank you guys for listening. Uh, there you go. There's lots of things you could be playing. A few that maybe you shouldn't. Uh, come on back next week. I am going to be talking with one of the guys who made Space Tyrant, which is one of those uh, streamlined strategy games. Uh, I was asked on Twitter, okay, there's some of these great things. If you had to play only one, you know, gun to your head, which one do you pick? Uh, I honestly, I'd hate to pick one, but the one that I would have to take to a desert island would be Space Tyrant. And we're going to talk really? with uh, David Quinn, the, the lead designer of that, next week about Space Tyrant. Join me for that. Thanks for listening. I'm Tom Chick. I've been here with Nick Diamond and Jason McMaster, who I understand is retiring from the Trump administration soon. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had enough. Mm-hmm.